what our position is before God. So I just would ask, if not physically, spiritually, you would change your position. towards God to be more open for what he has in your life. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that I'm able to be here, that we're able to be here. That we're able to draw breath and worship you. I'm thankful that in all reality, I don't have to worry about anything. you will take care of all my needs. It may not be in the way I would like or in, in the way that I may even appreciate, but I know you've got me, Lord. You've got us. And you care and love us so deeply. Lord, I pay, pray for those who are dealing with sickness and pain this morning. Whether that be physical pain, mental, emotional pain, Lord, you know it all. You felt it all. Lord, I would pray for healing. It doesn't have to be supernatural healing, although that's always desirable, at least from our standpoint. Lord, we know you've blessed us with medicine and, and doctors and for that reason too. So as we continue into worship, pray that we would be attentive to what you have to say to us. Maybe not the words necessarily that I speak or Jim speaks or whoever, but the words that you have to say. They may not even be words. 
you may just impress upon us emotion or feeling or direction, Lord. But I would pray we would be open to it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. go. Thank you, worship team. Well, welcome to flannel season. I, I mean, uh, welcome to church. Yeah, it's good to see everybody in God's house this morning. Um, it does look like flannel's starting to take over, though. So, uh, yeah, we're all ready, right? Yeah, not Warren, though. Well, there's several, th several things going on in the life of the church that we just want to share with you so you can uh, plug into any or all of whatever we have going on. We do have a lady study, uh, Bible study, Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Feel free to stop by for that. Uh, we also have a men's and ladies study each Wednesday night at 6.30 here in the church. Um, I don't know about the ladies, but I know the guys do coffee, uh, regular and decaf, so, you know, some of us that don't want caffeine. But uh, feel free to come by for that. We also have a membership class that's going to be coming up. I think we're going to probably be scheduling that, um, kind of maybe deciding this coming week on what day we're going to have that. We've got a few people lined up, but if you want to partner with us in ministry and learn more about the church, that's an excellent way to do that. So we encourage you to sign up on a sheet in the back room, and then we'll make sure we coordinate with you when we do that. And anytime that you're not able to be here, you can always check in on, we have a podcast that's available online. Most of the streaming sites have it. And we also have a, a portion of the service that's uh, live on Facebook starting at about the prayer time uh, through the end of the service. And then uh, we also have that available later on uh, YouTube as well. So you can kind of connect uh, when you're not here. We'd much rather see your smiling faces though then uh, see you online. Um, a few things coming up as we move towards the Christmas season. We're going to be supporting Operation Christmas Child, uh, packing shoe boxes. You'll see some of them up here in the front. Uh, if you've never packed one of those before, uh, we do have some how to pack a shoe box flyers out by the on the table in the front. So feel free to grab one of those and get more information. And we'll probably have um, we'll probably show a video here in a couple of weeks about how to do that as well. Um, the deadline for the shoe boxes though is November, obviously, because they've got to collect those and get them out to, you know, all parts of the world, usually well by Christmas, hopefully, right? 
Um, so that's how we support kids overseas. Um, we also are gonna be partnering with the, the local Christmas Bureau to get toys for local kids as well. So we'll be collecting those um, you know, before too long, uh, especially the shoe boxes. That, that date in November will come up real quick. So we'll hope that uh, you'll participate in that as well. Um, another announcement, we always wanna thank you for your giving. We can't do what we do here without your faithful giving and support. Uh, we do support three missionaries overseas, so you can always designate missions as part of your giving, and then that goes to directly support them as well. And then something that used to be in September, now is in October, is Pastor Appreciation uh, Month. Uh, it's an opportunity that the church takes to thank their pastor staff. Um, of course, we have Pastor Franklin, uh, and uh, we certainly do appreciate him. And I would encourage anybody who wants to um, express thanks to him to do that, you know, direct to him and Sarah, and that would be uh, a great way to honor his service here for us. Um, and Pastor Franklin is actually going to be speaking today. Uh, he is our quote-unquote guest, guest speaker, but uh, before he does that, uh, Barb is going to come and bring the scripture to us this morning. Drum roll for Barbara. morning. I'm going to be reading from Psalm 139, 13 through 18. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Thank you. Thank you, Barb. Rid of this. <laughs> nope, nope, I don't need it. I've got this one. Um, so, as I go on today um, into my message, uh, I want you to remember what Barb just read, to sort of keep that in the back of your mind and periphery and sort of frame everything I'm saying in that. That you have, that God has woven us together. He knows who we are. The deepest parts of us, from the beginning of time, he knew who we would be. This morning, uh, my sermon is uh, titled Masks Off. And uh, it was, it was, um, well, it took a little while for, for God to kick me in the pants and for me to uh, figure out what, what I'd be preaching on this morning. So, most of you may know that I'm a little bit of a, a nerd. 
uh, geek, whatever, whatever you may want, title you want to, uh, to, to give me in that way. Uh, you know, I love, I love comic books. I love, I mean, I work, my, my, my other job is, is computers. Um, and one, one of the things that, that comes with that nerdum is having an interest in, in superhero comics. That, that's just one of the things. I mean, if you've seen my office, you know, there's mostly just superheroes on the wall. <laughs> um, and one of the things that have ended up being a hallmark of comic book superheroes throughout the years is their masks. It's like 99% of superheroes in some way wear a mask. These masks, of course, are explained as a way to protect their identity from those who would do evil to them. If Batman's enemies knew that he was Bruce Wayne, it would be a bad day for him. Not only might they come after him while he was unprepared, but they would also go after anyone and everyone he cared about. And we see this time and time again in comic books. You know, they, they figure out who, who the good guy is, who his secret identity is, and then they come after him. They, they chase him. They, they, they want to harm that person. And we see the heroes wear some sort of costume, some sort of mask, and they try to hide it. I mean, that was basically what the entire last Spider-Man movie was about, was everybody finding out who Spider-Man was and then him trying to hide who he was again. Like, we, we know... Uh, we know that, you know, it can be bad. Um, and so they use some sort of mask to hide who they really are. So the things that matter to them most, the people, friends, family, aren't caught up into their superhero lives that they live. I think Iron Man is one that sort of straddles that, that world a little bit. He certainly embodies that protective narr narrative. He doesn't just wear a mask. He wears an entire suit that is his superpowers, basically. He's able to do incredible things. But there's another side to Iron Man. Everyone knows who Iron Man is. It's Tony Stark. In fact, if you've seen the movies, at the end of the first movie, spoiler alert, I think it's uh, 12 years old now. I think it came out in 2008. Yeah, so 12, 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. I'm a pastor, not a mathematician. Uh, <laughs> um, that's why Katie's in charge of uh, the finances here <laughs> and not me. <laughs> um, so... Stark declares to the world that he is Iron Man. Everyone knows who he is. Now, this goes against everything that I just talked about. You know, uh, superheroes trying to protect themselves, trying to hide who they are so that they can protect their friends and family. But not Tony Stark, no. He is Iron Man. And Iron Man is him. When he does this, we see that it not only puts a huge target on him, but those closest to him. We see the beginning of the second movie, this backfires, and 
he is left completely defenseless and attacked without his suit. In the first, like, five, ten minutes of the movie, he's driving a race car, doesn't have a suit around him or near him, and the, the whole point of that beginning part of the movie is them trying to get the suit to him so he can stave off this person. But if you follow the movies, it's a constant exploration of who Tony Stark is and what Iron Man is. Who is Iron Man? Who is Tony Stark? Are they the same? Are they different? Is Iron Man just a persona, a metaphorical mask that Tony Stark wears that makes him feel more safe? Or is Tony Stark Iron Man just as he proclaims? Now, you're probably thinking, we're in church. Why is Pastor Franklin up there spouting a bunch of stuff about superheroes like it, and more specifically, Iron Man? This is church, not some sort of Comic-Con or anything like that. Where's this all going? Well, just like superheroes, just like Iron Man, anyone we want to protect, who anyone wants to protect themselves and the ones they care about, we put on masks and armor to protect ourselves from anything and everything that might hurt us. The problem is, when we wear these masks, they keep the good out along with the bad. And these masks, they define us. Some of us have them on all the time. No one knows you without your mask on. And others wear them situationally, only when they feel threatened or they might be in a threatening position. In fact, th this isn't something new. This isn't something that came up in the last hundred years or something like that. No, this is something that is literally, at least as the Bible describes it, been around since the beginning of time. In fact, Adam and Eve tried to do this very thing with God. We see in Genesis 3, 6 through 11. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. Now, here's the part. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from him, from the Lord God, among the trees. Then the Lord God called out to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? So we're jumping sort of in the middle of this story. But I think many of us know already the gist of it. But I'll give the Reader's Digest anyways, version anyways. Adam and Eve have been created by God. They've been given the task of taking care of and stewarding the Garden of Eden. 
Then the serpent, a.k.a. the devil, comes along and deceives them into disobeying God. God shows up, they hide. They put on clothes to try and cover up what they had done. They try to hide who they really are from God. <laughs> they try to hold, truly hide, or try, hide, try to hide who they truly are from God. And we do the same thing. Although it may not be fig leaves sewn together or hiding in caves, we try to try, hide our true selves. This includes all the flaws and cracks. We do this by covering it all up with a mask. We're afraid, just as Adam and Eve, to be exposed. Everything to be sin, seen, our sin laid bare, or who we really are to show through. Not only do we try to hide it from each other, but we try to hide from the ones in our lives that are supposed to be the most supportive and helpful in our lives. This can be as simple as not being yourself when out in public, like a grocery store or a restaurant, all the way to using those same masks to try and hide who you are from your family, or maybe even trying to hide from God. These masks we use are all about hiding something. Maybe it's your way of life and the way it looks. Maybe it's your personality. Maybe you want to completely change who you are and pretend to be someone or something you're not. We all use them. And in fact, in this digital age, they're becoming more and more prevalent. And, more, and they're not just metaphorical masks we put on. We see... TikTok and Instagram models, and they show little tiny snippets of their life. They, get, they take 37 pictures, and they post just the one because that one just has the right light coming through, and oh, my makeup looks just perfect in the mirror as I take this selfie. We all do it. And just like real masks, sometimes masks are good. Think of the last few years of wearing masks in public to try and stave off a virus to keep it from spreading. But even those masks that could be good things can cause issues. There are studies coming out that young children born in the last two years have had significant social setbacks in their development because they couldn't see people's faces. They didn't know who people were. They didn't see the mouths talking. So even if you wear a mask for a good reason, it may still end up being detrimental. And these issues don't just affect the people around you, they affect yourself. Yes, they can be protective from that toxic person in your life who spews hatred, but you still have to deal with them because they're in your family or they're a coworker. But what about your church family? What about your biological family and your close friends? I know we aren't perfect. <laughs> I certainly don't hold that title. 
in any sense of the word. And in fact, maybe some of the reasons you started wearing your mask more often was because of something or someone said or did in the church. But that's not what the church community is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a place where you can come and be authentically you. In fact, it's where you're charged to be authentic, not just here in church, but in the world. Paul in Romans 12.9 puts it this way, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Don't just pretend. But isn't that what we do often? We put on the mask of love. Ah, I love everyone now. I love you, I love you, I love you. And then the second we take it off, when no one's looking, I really hate that person. They suck. <laughs> Don't just pretend. And we pretend in so many other ways other than just love. But love is where it starts, isn't it? And often we don't really mean any harm by it. In fact, many of us are just trying to protect ourselves from being hurt. But do we really have to protect ourselves from God? I can understand wearing a mask and protecting yourself from me. I'm not perfect. I'm not holy. I'm not a bunch of things. But God? I know exactly what it likes to wear this mask. And in fact, in some ways, I'm wearing one right now. I'm up here preaching putting on a good face, and I'll be honest, this sermon was hard to put together. This week was rough. And that rough week came out of a rough month, which, in all honesty, has been a pretty rough year. Pastors aren't immune to this epidemic of unauthentic living. Heck, pastors are probably the number one perpetrators of not truly being authentic. There's a lot of pressure on a pastor to, be, to please the people in the seats in order to do that often means you have to wear some sort of mask. But we have to stop finding excuses as to why we live life with a mask on. We have to stop finding excuses to why we live life with a mask on. There's an older, now, casting crown song called Stained Glass Masquerade. And the chorus goes like this. Are we happy plastic people under shiny plastic steeples with walls around our weakness and smiles to hide our pain. All too often, this describes exactly what we are doing. 
We've become plastic and moldable so we can look and act like what we think everyone else wants from us. And we keep everything bottled up and inside so no one will ever see what we truly are like, what our lives are truly like, what our pain really looks like. What everything actually is underneath the mask. And unfortunately, the church cannot be the church unless we are truly authentic and real with each other. Unless we take off those masks. I know it's easier and feels nicer to hide it all away behind a mask. But if I'm really going to love you the way I'm called to, the way Paul says in Romans, then I want to see that mess. I want to see that pain. I want to see the craziness. I want to see yours, and I want you to see mine. Not because I'm some sort of sadist. Not because I want you to become vulnerable just so I can stab you in the back when you're not looking. No. Because I want us to help heal each other and grow in the way that God intended us to, together as a church. Here at Mosaic specifically, from my understanding of the past and obviously more recently, we've experienced a lot of hurt. But that doesn't mean we buckle down and pretend like nothing has happened. It means we live in the mess with each other. We go through the hurt with each other and then we recover from it with each other. Let no person in this church say they are going through something alone. Because they shouldn't and don't have to. Now, we do have to set boundaries or for ourselves and others, but those are clearly defined lines that are communicated to people. They're not a mask to hide everything, to act like it doesn't exist to try and deflect the pain in order to trust each other and to be able to take care of each other like God intended. We have to take off our masks and let each other in. Even in the beginning, if it's just for a little bit or just for a moment. Hey, I need prayer for X. You don't have to explain it. Just, I need prayer for it. Mask right back on just for a moment, so we can help you, so I can pray for you, so we can pray for you. We hide behind our masks with each other. I may be putting on the mask to talk to you, and you may put it on to talk to me, but like I said before, we try to hide behind them 
when it comes to God, too. And it, it's such a futile thing. It's funny. We, we see God walking through the Garden of Eden. He knows where Adam and Eve are. He knows what they have done. He wants them to tell him so they can heal, so they can understand what's gone on, so he can be with them, so he can grieve with them. But instead they hide. Every circumstance in our lives we should be giving to God because he is going to make it better, not worse. He's willing to give you the rest from your burdens that you carry. In Matthew, Jesus says in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 29, then Jesus said, come to me all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. When we take off the mask and give our burdens to Jesus, he can take care of us in ways we could never expect. This world that we live in is constantly trying to teach us that we need to have our walls up, that we need to be protected from everyone and everything, that everything is in danger. But as Christians, in reality, we don't. Because everything is filtered through God. If we give our lives over to God, Nothing that reaches us isn't meant for us. But we need to be willing to totally and completely give our lives to Christ. That means everything in our lives. I mean, how can you be authentic if you don't give everything? You're either all in for Christ where you're trying to fool yourself with another one of your own masks. See, when we try to hide from God, when we try to hide from Christ, we're actually just trying to trick ourselves into thinking that we're actually hiding from him. And we're not. We're not. I'll call up the worship team. Going back to Iron Man. Through the movies, we see a progression from a confident confident declaration of I am Iron Man to Tony Stark having anxiety attacks when he can't wear the suit. He's faced off with aliens with the Avengers and has become crippled by the, wor- the anxiety, fear, and he has an ultimate belief that Iron Man will save him. That Iron Man would protect him from the world. We often end up in the same place, scared, alone, and worrying about the future 
because our masks, just like Iron Man, don't actually protect us. They just keep it bottled in. They don't show it. They don't actually protect us. They give us a false sense of security, just like Tony's Iron Man suits. Then there's a moment in Iron Man 3. He meets this child, and, and they go through a whole bunch of things together. And the kid is talking to him, and he says, Who are you? Well, I'm Tony Stark. And he says, no, but like, what do you do? You told me you were a mechanic. You were an inventor. So build something. Do something. Do what you are. Do who, be who you are in this situation. And it knocks him out of it. He stops his anxiety attack right there. And he says, yeah, I am a mechanic. I am an inventor. He didn't need his suit to be who he was. He just needed to realize who he was. Because he had worn that mask for so long, he didn't know anymore. He had fooled himself that he was Iron Man, but he wasn't. The suit was Iron Man, he was Tony Stark. We need to do the same thing. We need to listen to that small voice in ourselves called the Holy Spirit. Leading us not only to what God has called us to be, but again, going back to what Barb read, to who God has created us to be from the very beginning. Removing the mask so we can live authentically as who God has created us to be. Part of what stirred me to, to, to bring this message was, and I don't think it, anyone who thinks about it for very long will not think, oh, the Halloween's in a couple days. <laughs> and we have children who come to our doors or our, our cars, if you're doing a trunk and treat or whatever, and they say, trick or treat. And they're wearing their costumes and they're pretending to be whoever they're pretending to be. With God... We have more options than trick or treat. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
you know us to our deepest core. You know things about us that we don't even know about ourselves. And you still love us. You know the darkest things in our lives. And you still love us. What's crazy is you know the darkest people that have ever lived and you still love them. You were grieved. Just like you're grieved from the things that I do. They aren't a part of your will. So Lord, I pray that we can take our masks off. Even if it's just with you. Even if it's just for a moment. So we can feel your power and presence wash over us without anything in between, without trying to guard ourselves from it. Because we don't you love us ultimately you would never do anything to hurt us so I pray Lord that we would walk in you that we would go from here today, whether it be leaving this building or turning off the live stream, Lord, or turning off the, the, the video at the end, Lord, that we would go and be authentically who you created us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.